0: Welcome to Aussie Ambitions Podcast, where we meet with everyday Aussies that are pushing ahead with their goals and ambitions in life. Join your host, Scott Robert Springer, to explore the future of entrepreneurship, work-life balance and reaching beyond your comfort zone. So stay tuned for some tips on living life the Aussie way.
1: All right. Welcome to the Aussie Ambitions Podcast. We've got a guest for us today. You've heard us chat a lot about this topic. We've got Vasco from GC. Hey, Vasco, how are you? I'm very
0: well. Thank you. How are you, Scott?
1: Excellent. Right, look, we got you away from the water and you know onto land. Is that a unique thing?
0: <laughs> it's uh, yes and no. Uh, I spend a lot of time on the water indeed, but I also spend a lot of time off the water involved with the different sides of the business. But uh, yeah, so... It's good to
1: have a break. All right. It's All right. Well, we just had a whole bunch of rain and it's uh, really hot outside today. So look, I guess that's just a sign of the the weather here on the Gold Coast. But um just a little bit about yourself. If you could just give us a little bit of a primer on uh the company that you've that you've created and you're and you're building and growing, um just so we can learn a little bit about eFoils and and how that relates to business.
0: Okay. Um the company is called eFoil G C, as in Gold Coast. E foils are the machines, and the machines of the future. Um, foiling is the up and coming new sport, or if you want to call it new, some of us have been doing it for a long time. But uh, so a little bit of a background on this. I'm Portuguese by birth. I grew up uh, in nationality. I grew up in um, Angola, in Africa. And then I traveled around Europe for a while and ended up in New Zealand for a short holiday on the way to Australia. Um it was going to be a three-week holiday that lasted 20 years. Um, I finally made it to Australia about 15, 16 years ago. So lived in Sydney for about four and a half, and I've been on the Gold Coast ever since. So 2010, beginning of 2010, I came to the Goldie. Loving it. Nice. Because this is geographically, in, in terms of weather and sort of like that, is as close to where I grew up in Africa. So this is as tropical as it gets and as awesome as it gets. And I'm near the ocean. No complaints. That's all.
1: <laughs> like the scenery and all that. I mean, like, you've got some great stuff on your website and a lot of videos and uh, yeah. that kind of... Now, Obviously um, that's where we picked up on what you were doing is that you had just a lot of really cool content. So you had videos, yep. you had a viral video that blew up. And so you're pretty uh, pretty hands-on with technology. Are you, are you like a video guy or a photographer by nature? Uh,
0: well, yes and no. This is all kind of necessity is the mother of invention. So um, I had a couple of companies before when I was um, in New Zealand. And one of them was a 3D display a technology company that sold clothing um, in 3D. So to do that, I had to learn video and photography, and I had a few arguments on how with my designers at the time on how it should look. So to prove the, to do a proof of concept, I bought a camera and set up a mini studio and said, "This is how it should look." And ever since I've been hooked on visuals in terms of learning. So basically I had to learn photography. I had to learn, um, design. And when I started that company, um, I didn't even know what HTML was. I ended up coding in cold fusion. Wow. So you go from one end to the other. And this is kind of today I need to know something. And, and now we're at the age of technology where the instructional videos on YouTube are everything. So. You can get all the information you need. So if I need to know something, I'll go and do a tutorial. But yeah, that's where it came from. So am I um fair okay with technology relatively? I wouldn't say I'm a tech, I'm definitely not a tech. But are there terms out there that will blow my mind? Probably not. You know, I have basic knowledge of a few things, enough to
1: do what I need to do. Very cool. Yeah, like I mean just to bring it back to the theme of yep. the the Ambitions podcast is really a chance for people actually from overseas. I mean obviously it's highlighting what's going on here in Australia, but um and it's it's likely people that are just uh, having a fresh think about where they want to go in life and what they're working on so it can be taking a skill and taking a you know, just kind of uh, pursuing that. Mm-hmm. You can turn this turn the passion into a business or you can just have hobbies and all sorts of stuff. But um in terms of where you're at right now, like are you uh, you would have had lots of different experience, but are you, uh, are you in a, a phase right now where you're building a business actively or is it more of a lifestyle, um, it's actually, yeah,
0: it's a marriage between uh-huh. the two of them. I've got a, a, a marketing degree and I've been a travel agent most of my life, um, and used that degree for it. Um, and it gives me, you know, sort of a, a, an overview of what is needed to do what and when. Uh, water is my happy home. So the story about um, foiling is that in 2002, 2003, I saw a friend, I was coding that website that I that I mentioned about that company, the Brazil Clothing. Um, I was coding at home and working like 20 hours a day and a mate of mine wanted to get me out of that. And to get me out of that, it brought some brought a video to my house, says, mate, we got to do this. And on that video is a documentary, it's called Step Into Liquid, by um, where it has, uh, it's like a documentary about the different ways of treating the ocean, surfing mainly, based on mainly surfing. And on that, there's a, there's some images, uh, touch, touches on kite surfing, he said, and that's what he brought it for, he so said he wanted me to learn to kite surf. Because I've got a sporting background for most of my life, anyway, and um, and on that video, that Laird Hamilton had nailed a couple of of uh, ski boots onto a board and put an air chair hydrofoil underneath it, and it was being towed into big mountains of water. And I looked at that and said to Adam, "That's it. I'm going to do that." He says, "What do you mean you're going to do that?" He says, "I'm going to do that. I'm going to kite foil on one of those things." Kite and he says, You can't kite surf. He says, So what? She says, Me a stumble. So I'll learn to kite surf so I can learn to foil. And that's exactly what happened. I went into kite surfing to learn to foil. It took me until I got to Australia that I learned to foil. And then about 2013, sorry, that I learned to kite surf. And then in 2013, I decided it was time. So I rode away to a couple of companies. And said, I want you to make me a board at this time. And they all said no. But this guy in Puerto Rico said, Yeah, I'll make you anything you want. What do you want? He says, I want this. And he made me a board just back. And that was the first kite foil on the Gold Coast. There was nobody around and kite foiling at that stage. So for the next two years, I had my friends paying on me from the beach, giving me hell. Oh, here comes the guy with the ironing board. Oh, how many falls are we going to see today? Because I had to learn by myself. I had nowhere to learn from. So yeah. So two years later, about two thousand fifteen, I was kite foiling. Two thousand fourteen, I was kite foiling already. And then um, the guy that designed the kite foil says, "I'm going to change the world. I'm going to blow your mind." I says, "What?" And says, "I'm going to make an electric hydrofoil." I say, "You serious?" Yeah, I'm serious. I'm designing one now. He says, okay, here's my money. So that's not quite the way it worked out. He didn't want it. But so I had to wait. Um, Basically, I went on on a waiting list for that. I had to wait until 2018. April 18, my custom e-foil board arrived on the Gold Coast. By far the very first e-foil board anywhere. So I was on the same on the same shipping week as Kailani and Laird Hamilton. We all, the three of us got boards on the same week. Oh, From, first production line off the production line.
1: Like legends, like
0: these are oh, no, This is, I can't even compare myself to those guys. Is, there's no question about it. Neither I intend to. It's just a joke that I have, that when I met Kailani here in, in Australia, um, I said, uh, I'm so-and-so. And says, oh, you guy with, with the Husky because there's some photos of me kite falling with my uh, kite falling uh e-foiling with my husky which is named foil by the way um and he says Yulga. he didn't know about me but he knew who my dog was anyway so and then i told him i got my board two days before you and i've never let him forget it since. so it's a joke but no i am that there is no comparison whatsoever. These are watermen. These are people that were professionals all their lives. And, I'm, and I wasn't anyway, so I got 50 foil and, um, tried to kind of engage friends on it. And I had like 40 or 50 people riding the board throughout the period of time until one of my friends, uh, that I had taught to, to kite foil and to be, to hydrofoil behind a boat said, oh man, you have gotta do this. You gotta teach these." To people, we got to teach people on how to do this. This is going to happen. Because in the meantime, Kai Lenny had released a few videos of him hydrofoiling in big big water, and the whole world went nuts about hydrofoiling. And this would have been probably 2017, something like that. 2016, 17, I would say, 10 to 17, that those first videos came out. I had been hydrofoiling foiling at that stage since 2013. So I was miles ahead of most people around here. And everybody went nuts, oh my God, this thing foiling. I said, where have you been for the last five years when I've been playing? Anyway, so Pyrrhus convinced me to start teaching and I thought, well, if I'm going to do this, I better get a company out of it. I mean, I better create this the proper way. I don't do things halfway. I don't do it or I don't do it. So I decided to um, create a company I decided to call it eFoil GC because I was on the Gold Coast yeah. and designed the website myself, built it, put it online um, and started getting calls and obviously the, the SEO and all of that sort of stuff. I had to learn about all of that technology that changes every week um, and started teaching people how to hydrofoil and this time I did it properly. It's not, here's a board, go, have a go. Now I have a process. I teach people, people and you know this because you've been on it with me. It's a
1: you know, it's a staggered process. Well, this is it. I mean, I can I appreciate you taking us all the way through this because I, from a consumer standpoint, uh, you get a little taste of oh, there's something. There's a promo video, and and you just oh, well, can I get it? No, it's not here yet. And you and you sort of think, well, I guess we'll just be sitting on this because this is Australia, so you, you might assume that maybe it's available in Europe first or U.S. first or somewhere. Um, but like you said, there was sort of, there's sort of sort of this uh, multiple factors uh, of innovation, yeah. right?
0: Yeah, and, and that there is you know the the man that designed the the hydrofoil, the electric hydrofoils, he was the first one to design it, and I've got videos from 2014 where he's the first ever go on on a river. I was sworn to secrecy; I couldn't say anything, but he definitely was designing this before he, anyone was having a go at it and has done extensive research. He put up, put up the best product there is. No, there's no two ways about it. And the best testament about it is my board. The very first board that, that I received in April 2018, I still write it every day. I still teach with it every day. All of my videos, I got my red board on it. It's a custom board. It was made for me. I still write it. Never had an issue, etc. So back to the company. So I started teaching um, people to hydrofoil. So it's not go have a ride. I don't rent my boards. I don't hire them out to whatever. I teach people to hydrofoil. And obviously board sales are now starting to come from it because while at the beginning when they first came out and were about 21 grand, they are now 16. So there's quite a reduction in price. I can deliver a board on the Gold Coast. I've sold several. Um, and I mean, we're getting to and to more than 10. It's not not two boards. I've sold like 14 or 15 boards, something like that. Um, and now they are getting to be manageable in terms of costs. So people are starting to realize, because I put out also about, a, probably I have about 40 videos or 45 videos, e-foiling. I've got a lot more from kite-foiling, but e-foiling. So... I, because I had the passion about photography, I thought I marry the two, and get to uh, document my progress. Okay, so what's the, what's the goal with this? The goal with this is that in twenty five years, in twenty years, when I can no longer do it, I'm going to be the, buyer, the guy who sits on the couch and says, "Look at that! That's what I was to do twenty years ago." Um, rather than having this story to tell that it was a big fish and I don't really remember what size it was and once I started to tell the grandchildren, whatever, I actually have a record. All of this has been done by me for that purpose, for a record. Um, so these videos have started to hit the market and people are starting to show interest on it. So what is the ultimate goal of what I do? One, I do, I love to teach people how to foil uh the money that i charge it's only to pay for the gear my kick is when the smile comes up on the other side and i get a call two days later and say oh my god i'm still buzzing in this thing and how do i get it to do it again that's the kick
1: for me i just gotta say like i i'm i'm definitely following the story and i'm just relating my experiences so far and yeah obviously um you spoke about me getting on the water I, i found what you you were doing i said look do you have any time to get in for a lesson. He said, yeah, you got to wait a little while because we're busy. And I finally got out there and did it. And it was the teaching style, which really struck me. So I don't know if you get that feedback as well, but the product itself is wow. But then the feeling and the experience of it, but the teaching methods of, I guess it's like unlocking all the secrets of how to have a successful, you know, first session, second session, and how to maybe Succeed faster? Is
0: that, is that part of it? Well, it is part of it because I'm an ex-gymnast and volleyball player and rower and swimmer and you name it, I've done it. You know, a whole lot of stuff, right? Motocross riding, etc. But I used to coach fitness for many years. For Les Mills, I used to coach at the gyms and I used to teach um, from dance to weightlifting to a whole lot of stuff. And when you have 60 or 70 people in front of you and you only have an hour to take them to a program of exercise you got to make sure that all your cues to them are done at the right time, that they are done uh, factual. You don't wobble about things. You give the right, release the right details. Otherwise, they may injure themselves or they don't achieve. They don't get out of the class and come back. The points come back. The point's not getting the money at the time. It's points get someone to come back and eventually um, take that, that themselves. I have people that I fall with on a daily basis now. Uh, they're friends of mine and they keep coming back for it and they are total and that's my kick that now i have someone to be with for years i was the only foiler the only kite foiler i was thought fo- i was definitely the only e-foiler around but kite foiler, i kite foil on my own for four years because no one thought that foils were for waves which i which i never thought that i would go flat water so yeah getting back to the teaching yes one of the major feedbacks that I get is that I'm a good teacher. Uh, oh, you're such a good teacher and all that sort of stuff. I kind of shrug that off because it's not about the compliment. It's the it's the size of the smile for me. It has always been, you know. When I used to teach fitness for Les Mills, sitting, you know, having, being on stage with a microphone in my, in my hand, wearing lycra or whatever shorts, you know, we did wear lycra in those days. No, I didn't wear g strings. They were lycra. It was all good. But in seeing someone coming into the class for the first time, and they come with baggy clothing and kind of they're shy, and they go to the back of the class trying not to be seen, but they want to be part of this, but they don't want to be seen, okay? And then three months later, they're in the middle of the class, six months, three months after that, they're right on the front line in front of you going, Yahoo, and I'm moving all that. That is the kick. That is the change that you just effected on someone's life. It took their decision to do it. So it's not me that changed somebody's life. I was just a little part of the process. But that's what, what gives me my kick. You know, having you know, having met you and having had a chat with you before and all that, and at the end of the class that you were basically jumping off, you know, getting in the car and you, you, smile, you couldn't wipe that smile off your face. That is my kick. The money just pays for the gear. Because every time I teach, I put 40 grand of equipment on the water. So everything else is the kick. Classes are not going to be what's going to make me. Classes are probably what makes the company famous. Because you get to experience that. Lately it seems to be that the flavor of the month is the vouchers that I've got on my website. I thought that I would make some vouchers and people could buy them for their for their kids, their partners, and all that. It's happening on a daily basis. People go online, you know, on my website, there's a facility where you can just request the voucher. You know, they make the payment to the, into their account. I make a voucher in five minutes. They get it. They get six months to use it. Two weeks later, I get a call, say, can I book it? Yeah, let's go. And that seems to be the flavor of the month. And that's fantastic. What is my goal? My goal is sell boards. My goal is getting people to understand, to, to start feeling that e-foiling is not that far out of reach. But because this learning curve is so steep, you can't just, oh, buy an e-foil, go out and, get, and have a go. It's not like that. It is special if you haven't done motorsports, if you haven't done water, it's difficult. And you, you know, you went through the process. So yeah,
1: I do get a kick out of teaching. This is cool. This might be a good time for us to uh, introduce some visuals to this because people have heard the t- t- term efoil, yeah, um, and we can get you could probably describe it for us in terms of the components and, and yeah. how it's essentially different from uh, maybe a surfboard and so on. But um, is that something you can you can show us? Or is there something maybe on your yeah. website, and then we'll just sure. make sure. Sure, if, if
0: you go if you go online to uh, to my website and you go to Foiling School and the first link down. Um, so first of all, let's let's just go to my website and load it in here. Um and it's got a little video right at the beginning that kinda of, goes through. Obviously, I took the the sound out of it so we wouldn't have, but it goes through what the different uh, options, what the classes are, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But when you go to um Um, um, when you go to Falling School, the second the second link is something there that says efoil. What is it? Right. And it has a whole explanation on it. So it's basically a board that has a set of electronics on the inside, and that you put a. Fu- uh, it's like a surfboard, slightly thicker than that. That you put a battery, a 48 volt battery in it. That you uh, charge up and change when you need to, and charge it at home and that battery produces a current that goes through some wires through the mast that goes down to the bottom where it has a little motor attached to the mast very tiny small, small, small like a forearm that, that small um, and it has a propeller on it and below that it has a hydrofoil front wing fuselage and a back wing so that you have a remote control in your hand which operates by bluetooth that links to a antenna on the nose of the board and you can literally ride it like either a motorcycle or a car it's an accelerator so you press the trigger and the more you press the faster you go Um, and you can take your take your power off and grade your power as you need to now they started as as simple um, water machines um, flat water machines that um, we we could um, that you can take to um anywhere for example there's a little um a little video um of us playing around um this um, probably not this one um playing around uh on the go on the canals of the gold coast um so it's, they started as flat water machines and now they are um they are um wave machines, which is what we try to do with them um okay, if you want a little little visual of the gold Coast um this is in will be in front of surface paradise um it it yeah. it, it just it, 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 it's a different way of traveling on the water a treating the water. It is not like a jet ski because a jet ski literally has to cut the water in this place and there's turbulence and there's wash and all that sort of stuff. Hydrofoils are under, work under the surface, so there's no disturbance. As you can see, the majority of the time in that, you can't see anything underneath me any except a little wing. So you ride right on that. Um, the power produces enough to lift and thrust to make that wing go through the water and that creates a force that lifts the board off the water but you combat and balance with your weight to drive the board.
1: Okay. So a lot of people would be seeing this and, uh, you know, it's quite an impressive visual. So is it, uh, do people, in terms of people learning this for the first time, is it people that are experienced surfers or maybe water skiers or wakeboarders? Is there a certain pedigree of people that, uh, they can pick this up quickly? Nope. No.
0: And I'm very, very proud of that fact. Very proud of the fact that I've had all extremes Um, of, of, um, how do I say, I have, I've had all extremes, different types of people on it. I've taught from 75 year olds to 12 year olds, actually 76 to 12. He's turned 76 now. Um, I've taught people that have no board experience whatsoever. Um, Mm -hmm. my current partner, she, um, had no water skiing, no stand up paddling, definitely no surfing, nothing. And within the hour, I got her hooked on it. I got a fowler, and within the hour, she's not as young, neither am I. Um, but it, age is not a it, age is not a question. If you have a bad knee, probably will take you a little harder to um, to get up, but you do get up. If you have um, no mobility issues, that much faster. Is it easier for some people than others? Maybe. Okay. If you are a snowboarder, snowboarders trump surface, believe it or not. Snowboarders, because they have a control on a certain position on the board, it's easier for them to pick it up than surfers. Surfers obviously pick it up. You know, it's, it's going from your stomach to your feet that is the major incumbents of foiling. That transition is the worst part. Once you're on your feet, foiling is not that much of a problem. Once you get to your feet, I get you falling in five minutes. Normally it does. You know, some people will take longer, other people don't. But like with everything else, if you can think of what learning skills you need and how difficult it is one way versus the other, think about you riding a bicycle for the very first time. The very first time you're left and you're right and you're wiggly and and you don't know what to do with the steering wheel and you're all over the place. Within two weeks, you're riding that bike with one hand. Within three weeks, you're riding the bike with no hands at all. You know, because you learn to balance. As humans and as animals, we are the most adaptable creatures on this earth. So we can adapt to anything. Can I teach anybody? Absolutely. That's Give it cool. the right board. Give the right conditions, and I teach on flat water exactly for that to make it a little easier. I can teach just about anybody. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's neat. I mean, it was it was so cool. I can't wait to obviously try it again and see how the uh, I guess the, I was going to say it's a sport and how it evolves and how the people buying their own boards and then you know what they can do with them. Right. I think you said you had a student uh, that that had a bit of. Uh, they it sounds like they just went for it. Like they were doing not tricks, but they were they were up right away and they were just turning uh, at a more advanced rate.
0: Yes, it's, if, you, if you already are a very good surfer
1: and you take surfing
0: to the point of instinctive, you don't have to think about what you're doing, you just surf. If you pop on the board, if you are that good a surfer that you no longer have to think about what you're going to do, you just do, then yes, you're going to get it faster. And when you get on the board, it's just transposing the skills you already have. your balancing skills onto a new project. Onto a new new sport, and yes, you can do that a little faster, but it's not a uh, preclusive to it. You don't need to have all of that to be able to be foil. You can, I can get anyone from mothers to grandmothers to to anyone, yeah. literally.
1: Yeah. Again, it's it's going to be so neat to see how this evolves, and obviously, you're. I feel like the whole topic for this program essentially is about pioneering, and you know, you're having to face all of those. It really, it's not even early adopter. It's like like you said, you're the only one on the beach with the with the yeah. gear and people either look at you with like, you know, the wow and they're impressed or they're like, this is strange and unusual. We don't we don't really appreciate what's going on here. So is there um maybe just going back into that those early stages? Was it uh, more positive or more more like suspect at that time? Uh,
0: OK. Being a foreigner. OK. Uh-huh. I've got a point of comparison. Um, when you're from foreign land and you arrive at a a country and you speak the language a little bit, the first thing people do is go, Oh, it's so interesting. Oh, look at you. You got an accent. Yes, but you can form phrases more or less. And then afterwards, they sort of lose interest until they get to know you a little while longer. And then they become, they see you as a real person. Sport. But this sport has exactly been the same thing. Right at the beginning, they go, oh, that looks uh, that looks interesting. Mm, yeah, but it's not for me, really, because uh, it just looks too hard. And then they either get to try it, I get to take them out, or they see me long enough in pushing in waves and doing different things and go, oh, maybe. I've done a lot of bit of surfing. Can I do that? He's, yeah, you can. Come over. I'll show you. And I get people on the board and then the whole opinion changes. And also it has been a public perception to it because it has been as a relatively expensive product at the start. It was new, as you say, it's the it's a, it's a, it's a the new adopt, early adopters. It was new. It was, it required a projection of mind. What can I do with this in the future rather than having a go? You know, having a go is something that you hire a stand-up pedal and you have a go because you've got very little skills that you need. And once you learn to stand up on the board, you can give it away and then come back two weeks later and you found it. This requires a commitment. It requires the fact that you've decided, I'm going to do this. As in, and I'm talking about foiling, not necessarily e-foiling. E-foiling requires a a, a much greater financial investment. But foiling, as in hydrofoiling, anyone can do it. Anyone that can, that, that's got a board, they can do it on a kite, on a wing, on a surfboard, on a wakeboard, on a stand-up paddleboard. All of these are foiling sports. And then comes e the foiling at the end because it's self-powered. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've had three shoulder surgeries. My right shoulder has had rotator cuff. My left shoulder has been rotator cuff twice. Maybe I'll need to go again, which means that surfing is not really something I should be looking at because I go up paddling for half an hour and I'm out of action for two weeks. No point. Right. Kite surfing is not a problem because it doesn't require your shoulders to work and it's just a steering thing. You've hooked up to a harness, so you're not really under the power of it. Once you learn the basic skills, you find. So e-foiling is fantastic because I now get to be on the same wave as the surfers are, not in the middle of them because I respect that and I go out to the shoulder because the surfers need to paddle. I get 20 times more waves than anybody on any given morning. I'll go out get 40, 50 waves while they hit three and four. Right. So if anyone drops on me, I get out of the way. I'm respected. I'm respectful as far as that is concerned. But it does require a little bit more of a, a, a personal a commitment investment to it. Going back to the beginning where this train of thought started as anyone can foil and can hydrofoil. E-foiling is the best way to learn because you don't need a boat. You don't have to contend with a boat's wake. You don't need to, to know how to paddle and get up on a board. You don't need any of those skills. You literally have a motor in your hand and you, all you have to do is learn how to stand up on the board. And that's where I come in. Once you learn to stand up on the board, you can e foil like three seconds away.
1: Very cool. Yeah, I was I was actually curious about that. How much I guess utility you might get out of it versus, like you said, on the you know you look at the waves. It's good. It's a good day, so you get out there and this time of day and everything else. And then there'd be kite uh, boarding and there's like the wind. Got to get good wind days, I guess. Yeah. Um. But can you adapt to more or less any condition? Like you can get out on a yeah, rain but... rain or shine type thing.
0: Yes. I've
1: got um videos
0: on on my on my video gallery that will show you me out in six foot waves. That will show you me out on a day that was hailing like you wouldn't believe. We went out against them and it was a great afternoon. Within half an hour it was raining, and then it was hailing. And I've got this amazing video done to Vivaldi's four seasons of hail. I've got dents on my board from that day. That's how bad it was. Ooh. So you can do that. Yes, I've been out at the same time. The kite surfers are out, 25 knots. And they go, "Are you nuts?" Yeah And I was out there, and I was enjoying it, so uh, you can go on a glassy day you can you can literally you can face just about any conditions. One of the concerns that um usually comes to me is says, "Oh this is such an expensive machine. Can it take the pounding and you know, and I go, go on to my website, have a look at Cotton Beach, the video called Cotton Beach. I'm being done." by a six-foot wave and coming in the falls and going after the board. And I get out on the other side, I press the trigger, and I'm out of there. That's the advantage of an e as well, is that when you get done, you can get out. You just hop on the board, and you get out of the way, and get out before the next wave. I just had a weekend out at in um, in um, North Stradbroke, and, and I was out at um, uh, PP Beach and, and the, uh, the other place. And the waves were big. And I was having the time of my life because there was a frequency about eight seconds or so. So I had time to get out of the way, ride the wave when it was glassy. It was fantastic. It was overcast and there was no wind and the surfers weren't having a great time. And I was out on the shoulder, catching wave, up the wave, up the wave. And then when I come back to the beach, then the surfers come and talk to me and go, man, how can you get so many waves? says, well, I got a motor, (laughs) (laughs) you know? So yes, conditions for e-foiling. Just about anything you want. Obviously, if it's a 10 foot, 12 foot swell, unless you are Paco or Fanning or Slater, you probably don't want to put one of these machines in there, you know, because it's 30 kilos ca- coming at you if you wrong, fall the wrong place. But then again, you get in your car every day and there's a thousand other cars on the street. So you manage, you you, you learn to manage the danger level if there is one and they say oh no you get, you must get cut all the time because it's a hydrofoil and all that and I, and i go actually no i don't i don't i no longer get injured i did get a few cuts in the beginning when i didn't know where to put my feet when i fell over the board but if you think about it a surfboard has got 3 to 4 fins on it they are just as sharp as my hydrofoils they no no different no better oh but the surfboards are lighter yes absolutely are there as many injuries in um in foiling as they were in surfing? Hell no. There's nothing like it. And people say, oh, you know, I've seen a couple of injuries. I says, yes. Have you looked for surfing injuries? Surfing is a sport that everybody does. Everybody gets cut sooner or later. So I'm not saying it is uh, risk-free. Nothing is risk-free in this life. So it's a way to manage it in how you put your perspective into it. Sure. So if you know if you're going to get injured, be careful about it. Yeah. No, you're on the waves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to happen. Yeah, uh, but it's not a deterrent, not for me at least. But yeah, but flat water riding is is yeah. quite quite. Uh, I mean,
1: it's it's fantastic, um, right? It's just that uh, it's that I don't know. It feels like an unlimited kind of like you said. Your fatigue. There's a there's a period of conditioning where your muscles. You have to maintain yeah. your balance, and I definitely experienced that. You've got to have um, to be able to maintain control. You've got to have um, balance and just the fine-tuning, but with the motor, the battery would go for, what, a whole two, two, hours. two no, hours? Two
0: hours. You can get two hours. I, I don't run out of battery down to the bottom because it's very, very uh, seldom that we'll go out on one session and be out for two hours. Very seldom. Oh. I've got a couple of batteries, obviously, spare, that I can go out if the day is that good to, to be out there. And, and you can't get away from those ways because they are that clean. The season's coming now. You know, as, as the wind dies and it changes to a southeast and gets clean seas, that will be the time to be out there because it would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But now, usually, you run your muscles run out. Yeah. Because yeah. of the, the micro-adjustment of being on top of the board and your muscles constantly in inflection in because you can't have locked knees or something like that. So you're obviously working all the time. Your shins will burn. Your calves will burn. Your quads will burn. Your glutes will burn. And people say, oh, you're just standing on the board. There's nothing to it. And it's not like that. <laughs> let me tell you. So as you experience, yeah, it, good- it does require a certain level of uh, fitness. But with the advances of these machines now, you can change your wings. You know, my machine's got an option about 20 different wings I can choose from. So I can choose a wing for every condition. Um, I can choose wings for flat water riding, which will give me full two hours on flat motor, or I can go and choose a wing for slightly faster and more maneuverable riding to go out to the ocean, ride the wave without motor, and still get two hours out of it. So, you know, with the latest advances in folding prop technology, Liftfoil is the brand that I ride, the best best brand there is on that. Um, they have a patent in Nicholas um, as the inventor and CEO of the company were friends, been friends for now for 8 years, he invented and patented the folding prop which is based on a yacht a sailing yacht prop that does exactly the same thing it has a motor on it but when is not under power, it just folds and, um, and then you get to ride the foil because it's got less less drag than it if it had a fixed prop on it that those blades would be always breaking you in the water. So when they fold, there's reduces the the drag by a of about 80% of, it, of the normal drag. So you only have to contend with the 20% extra drag from a normal foil, which is the literally the size of the, the fuse of the motor. That's it. So yes, putting a wing that is specifically designed for it, you can ride a wave for 600, 700 meters without having to touch the motor. Oh, I've great. just released a video three days ago where I actually show how it's done, how to, when to take off the power, what speed you need, how to put it back on. So you get onto a wave, switch off the power, ride the wave on the foil, and have to take a smile at the universe on your face and get to the end of the wave and push the trigger back on and you go back and go and get another one. So there was when the foils came out, that was never um in people's minds. But there was the goal. The goal was, can I go to a wave and then ride it on a foil? Because I have, at that stage when the foils came out, I was already riding six to eight foot waves in, in Indonesia on a kite foil. You know, using the kite to propel me to the wave and then just ride the wave down. I used, And I was the only one, 2015, I took my kite foil to, to Indonesia and they all thought I was from Mars. They had never seen anything, oh, wow. not even the surfers that were there, no one had seen anything like it. And I was getting onto the wave that everybody was surfing, and I was getting onto that on my kite foil. Now I've got a photo, got a photo of some monster behind me, which I actually enlarged and put in, put, in, put in the lounge of my house because it's just like amazing. So that took hydrofoils to waves. But now getting this folding prop takes E-foils to waves which is not, that was never part of the picture. It is now. And, you know, I've had a folding prop. I had the very first folding prop that was designed that Nick built. My two or three sent me one straight away because we're always in contact with the latest developments. This is Nick being Nicholas Leeson, the founder of Lift Foils and the engineer and the the, the designer, the inventor of the, of the electric hydrofoil. People can say that other people invented it, but no. You know, go to history, check your details in your dates, and he did do it in yeah. a long time. Anyway, he sent me a folding prop over a year and a half ago, and I've been writing it ever since. And now a little bit of interest is being shown, and my videos are on the company's websites, on LipFall's website, as being um, the Australia component and the only people that are writing waves. And they go, oh, my God, I didn't know you could do that. He said, well, well, that was always the goal.
1: So I guess this is where we are at the moment. Look, I mean, it's um, it's just interesting to hear you talk through all this. It sounds like um, it's it's certainly more than a, like a recreation. It's like a, i would say like lifestyle, and it's um, it's almost like this frontier of technology where it's all coming together, and you can experience it firsthand, right? Yeah. So you're on there what? And in a week, you're out there one or two days a week. I'm out there up to four
0: days a week. I don't go out. Um, so. Uh, Usually a question that I ask, I say, are you here every day? And I go, no, I only come by appointment. You have to go online or you have to contact me and uh, book a session. Then I'll come in because to do that, I've got minimum two e-foils, three, three to four batteries to use. So all of that stuff has got to charge. It's got to be loaded in the car. It's got different, different wings. I teach using, as you experienced, I teach using a helmet and a microphone. So I'm in constant feedback um with the student so i talked to the student excuse me the student talks back to me i only teach one-on-one because for me the learning curve is so steep that it's important it's paramount that you get it right so i'll be on the water demonstrating one-on-one how it's done when it's done after we've done a ground component even before they get on top of the board i on the ground i already showed this is how you get on the board and you remember this from from your lesson um how to move your knees, how to how to rotate, where does your hip go, the whole thing, that's before you even get on the water. And then once you get on the water, you just get to apply all of those skills on the board and get onto it. But I use the microphones for that. So that's that's a, a, a preclude preclude for that. Um, the part that we haven't also you have we we haven't got to that yet, which is major about all of this. Is that there's an E at the beginning of FOIL. What does that E stand for? That's <laughs> for eco, because it's electrical power. There's no emissions. There's no petrol. There's no waste left on the water. There's nothing. And there's also no maintenance, literally no maintenance. So you charge a battery, put it on, get on the water, and then take it out of the water, do it a little wash, with with fresh water, um, which I do as part of the maintenance and you're ready to go again. It is that simple. There are no 500 mile service, uh, change the oil on the motor, the noise that goes with it, the smell of the petrol. the No, nah, there's none of that. There's no wake, there's no noise, there's no waste. So that is major for me because the impact on the planet that we put on the planet Okay, I'll take a hit when people say, what does it take to build a battery? Okay, we get that. But now we have electrical cars. We have electrical scooters. We have electrical bikes. We have electrical everything. So it only made sense that we made a machine that was ecological sound, ecologically sound. And this is. So that's another big advantage of this. I have batteries that they are three years old. They still haven't got 200 cycles hundred cycles the minimum that they warranted for and some some of the some of the batteries are just lasting forever uh, so the technology is very very sound there's no as i said there's no breaks it. that's a part that was important to me my my impact my footprint it was very important to me because i get to marry all of that i I have a permanent smile on my face. I'm sorry,
1: I do. I'm loving it. That's yeah. Like you answered a couple of questions I had coming, but really it was around one. It was around the I guess the purists in the board sport area yeah. where you know it, it's sort of you know maybe more of a cultural thing. Yeah, around what's this new device? You know, you can see. Um, sea dews and jet skis and things yeah. zipping around on the waves. And I think they have regulations on where you can, can't go. And I, everyone's trying to get along, but, um, certainly the waves are very, water is a very natural environment. you got uh, ocean life, you got dolphins uh, coming and going, all this kind of stuff. But, but, um, uh, but then at the same time, this is sort of accessing new frontiers. So you you don't have to, um, you're not in the same space necessarily as uh, as all of these things and you can um, choose your time and place, but, um, yeah, on, on the, on the energy-efficient side of things, like is that something that you'd thought about prior in your, in your life? Or are you just, you're seeing what's happening as the world evolves and you're, just, you're making that a central...
0: I've always been, been uh, planet-conscious in my participation in this planet. And, and let's not get metaphysical in here because people be, could be talking for hours about this. But I grew up in Africa where hunting was a part of life. We did do that. But ever since I was young... I take an approach that I I can't do no harm. That is that is the biggest motto of my of my of my being. Do no harm. Doesn't matter what to, wh- where to, that sort of thing. So the better we can do about it, the easier it is. So yeah, being ecological, sa- ecologically sound, and not and they you know, one of the big there's a couple of big myths that are sort of. About e-foiling, about foiling, that need to be addressed. As in, oh my God, you're gonna end up killing the world, the 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 marine life, and you hit everything in sight and all that. Guys, I've been riding for three years. I have never hit a marine creature ever. There's no way that's gonna happen. Um, So no, there is no threat to marine life i've never hit any other person for that matter either so am i extremely careful yeah go watch my videos perhaps not but i am around other people i'm very conscious of all of that so in answer to your question yes i am very mindful of my impact in the planet and what what i'm doing here so being ecologically sound is important to me obviously it is the other side of it is that Um, we were talking about waves just before. The purists, the surface go, but that's not surfing. And, And I always had the point of saying, I'm sorry, but it is surfing. I'm on a wave. Oh yeah, but you're not using the wave. Which is where we are now. Falling prop, get to the wave, switch it off, ride the wave. I am using the wave. There is no two ways about it. So is it surfing? It doesn't have to be defined in the same um, exact part of surfing. Well, it is surfing because you are surfing the wave. Can you do those big splashes and throw buckets and... <laughs> no, you can't do that because your, your fin, your, your craft is under the surface. So there is not a, this big splash of water going everywhere. But I can tell you right now that it's twice as hard to f- turn an e-foil in the same arc that a surfer does and not spray anything because you can't get the foil out of the water. But you can do the same turn. Can you do the same top turn and bottom turn? Absolutely you can. It's all a matter of level and it's all a matter of progression. Um, a couple of years ago, just, just just on that, a couple of years ago, people were never thinking about um, foils and waves. Today, we've got the new guys, the kids, they're half my age, doing double... Semisaults on them. They go to the wave, on a non powered foil, on a non powered foil. They go to the wave, they flip and do twice before they hit the water. Was this even imagined? Imagine two years ago. It wasn't, but it is now. So we keep evolving. And this is an evolution of the use of the ocean. Is it surfing? Yeah, to me it is. Right,
1: right. And and, and then Right, and then then just you know mm-hmm. here we're lucky we've got lots of coastline and and beaches and beaches. Australia's beaches. perfect. Right, so Australia's
0: um, perfect. It's um, the best um, playground in the world. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I came from the other side of the world because of it.
1: And you're here, but you're you're contributing actively to the innovation. Like that's that's the interesting piece. Yeah, because um, obviously people can look and say a oh, destination. It's, it's just lifestyle. It's chill. It's you know, um, but but uh, to see people actually. Um, Helping pushing the envelope and evolving mm. it. It's not going to happen. Um, I, like, there's no big corporation that's driving this, right? Is it no. more,
0: more grassroots? No, no. no um, what do you mean? EFOIL, GC? Well, just, just the whole movement. There's I mean, only the three of us. Yeah. Me, myself, and I.
1: You know, we have arguments about so the, bec-
0: the because, three of us all the time, but that's us.
1: But it becomes <laughs> this community, right? Then you all all, yeah. of the, all of the smiles that you've generated, yeah. right? Yes. And then from there, um, Sorry, Sorry. I, was
0: jo- I was joking about <laughs> how many people are involved in, in eFoilGC and, and I do have friends, but um, it, it, it's been my effort, it's been my, my, my thing to get it. Uh, but I do want to get it out to the people. And it was the same thing with foiling all the time. It was always, I don't want to foil alone. I don't want to do this alone. Why would I want to do this alone? What a waste, you know? And yes, so taking this to, to people and, and getting the awareness out of it. And being able to, as I have been recognized by Left foils, to spread the word out and make people understand what it is actually possible to make them want to do it. And because I do it, because I love it, it comes across. I don't have, you know, you can hear my voice. I'm not pretending anything in here. This is reality. I love it.
1: And and what and everything is visible, like you're you're capturing the moment on like you mentioned video yeah. earlier and how yeah. it's a storytelling thing. And and I think well, obviously that's what we're doing here, is just creating these opportunities for um, people to you know follow the journey and and
0: uh, you know. to, to get involved and to because everybody will get a different opinion on how uh it should be. And there is no such thing as this is the right way. No because every person will see it differently. That's how innovation comes in. Everybody will think of it in a different way. So there are a million other um, applications and ways to use a foil, a, a hydrofoil in an e-foil that we haven't even thought about it.
1: You know? I was curious about that. You know, like uh, you had the the clip of yourself and the, and the dog uh, that you-
0: <laughs> Yeah, the, the, we had the dog rescue. The dog was, rescue. That one was totally non-planned, it just happened. Um, that uh,
1: but it's a single person vehicle at the moment right yes it is even though
0: i can ride i've got several um clips and in photographs of me riding with somebody else on on the same board we can ride two, and i can maintain the board off the water and all that so it is possible yes the board you rode i can get two people on it. no problem okay. it's just a balancing act That's so it's very very possible but um also the I just lost my train of thought because i was going to go somewhere with this Sorry, i was just oh to... the dog different
1: uses yeah. yeah
0: yeah the different uses um a while ago the first time that was on on um first time that i was on um on sunrise with kochi and sam was because i from a chat with a friend of mine that owns um our Fresco restaurant on the gold coast italian restaurant when we couldn't do anything there was nothing that anyone could do because COVID was in he couldn't do deliveries. He couldn't do anything like that because he just couldn't go around. And we had a chat. I said, why don't we deliver a few pizzas by eFO So we got a clip. We filmed a clip like in half an hour, literally in half an hour, him and I delivering pizzas on the Gold Coast. To the point where someone saw that and then got um, Channel 7 to come and interview us. And we did a clip for Channel 7, interviewed by Simon Kochi, Kochi live on air. Um, delivering some pizzas to people that were out on the street. And that went kind of nationwide, went semi-viral because, you know, their, their sense of humor says, oh, we got this guy doing this. Animation. It's online. It's on Channel 7 line. Um, And so that was the first time. And then the second time was the, 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 um, the dog rescue, um, where I then decided to do a voiceover on a... On a, mo- a clip that I took by chance, I had been filming a friend of mine um, because he wanted some some photos for his lounge, um, and I had been filming him out on the waves. They were like five five foot waves, and as I was coming back to shore, saw an overturned kayak. And as I'm going to go on the way to try to see what was going on with the overturned kayak, to see a dog on the water. And the dog's disoriented and going out swimming towards the waves. And I went, what? And this is like fifty, sixty meters offshore, um, and the dog was so disoriented that he was actually swimming to the waves. So I turned around, got the dog on my back, and and um, and then went towards the kayak because I had gone to the kayak first. But the owner was already being helped by a couple of surfers, and um, so I went out and rescued the dog and let the dog climb on my back, and and then the the surf lifesaver came in on the on the jet ski and took the dog away. But I didn't realize at the time that my camera was on. So when I got home and I said, I thought I had switched it off when I came off the waves, and I noticed that the clip was there. And I thought, why was this guy on the kayak? And obviously, and I've I've made clear that I'm not uh, criticizing the guy of the kayak. That is not that was not my intent. I wasn't here to antagonize anyone or to beat somebody up. The man lost half of his stuff that was on the kayak and he almost lost his dog and he wasn't very happy with it, with, with himself. So there's no way I'm going to to pay on it. That's the point. But what I did was I saw the clip, went home and said, mm, well, it's actually, this is funny. This is actually funny. So I decided to put a, a voiceover, make a little video clip, put a voiceover and said, hey guys, make sure that when you go out on the ocean, that you pay, you, you take, pay attention to conditions. You know, if it's a four-foot wave, don't take a kayak out there because kayaks don't even have a keel, nothing like that. They'll turn within, you know, a half a foot of wave will turn a kayak around. And and certainly do not take your dog, you know. And suddenly that went on the on the web and went viral. I went literally viral. I got a company from the U.S. called Storyful uh, ringing me and saying, can we have the rights to this? And I said, I don't give rights to anybody, but you can publish, publicize it. And suddenly... It just went out of control. So I was on Yahoo. I was on MSN. I was on every news story and channel on TV across the world. I got calls from all across the world saying, baby, is this you? So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you- <laughs> and then I got television a, a program in Japan ringing me and doing interviews um, over over Skype. Some zoom interviews from Puy's, the radio stations all over the place. And I said, guys, I need to make sure that this message does not get across wrong. This is not about criticizing the guy in the kayak. This is about warning whoever goes out to pay attention to condition. To conditions. I'm not here to, to put anyone else down. The guy has had enough for all. Anyway, That's so tough. yeah, it did go viral. Well- and walk up people to the powered surfboard. And I go, no, it's not a powered surfboard. It's an e-foil.
1: Oh, that's so tricky with like mainstream media. You know, they would have just like oh, in this yeah. direction and you would you like, don't miss the, you know, you try to contain the, the 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 message. but
0: Yeah, well, the surfer on the Gold Coast that rescued a dog on his powered surfboard. And I went, Ugh! anyway, <laughs> uh, do you know what? It's a half step. It did do uh, its job. People paid attention and said, oh my God, there's actually boards out there with motors that can do something else. Because obviously in the video, they don't see me hydrofoiling. They don't only see me moving through the water to try to rescue a dog. I was not hydrofoiling. I was moving the board through the water like, like a powered suit board. Yeah. So it was interesting. But it has been, as you mentioned, it has been an interesting trip, as in making people aware of what is possible. Usually, and, and you'll notice this from the, from, from the website, um, I get to see things miles ahead. And possibly through a personal attitude, uh, difficulties and stumbles, to me, are only things that need to be solved. They're not deterrents. You know, if, it's, if something is mathematically possible, you just find a way to do it, and you do it. So getting people to realize and get their own take on that and say, oh, I'd like to do this with it. Like I can tow a hydrofoiler into waves on my efoil. I do this all the time. It's a short, a short little rope. Foiler gets up, I get up, and we go, out and I don't drop him on the wave. So it's even possible to do that. So who thought a few years ago that this was even a possibility? Nobody did, because it wasn't part, it wasn't in the landscape. It wasn't in the landscape of hydrofoiling, for sure.
1: That's neat. It is now. That's pretty interesting because, yeah, I mean, towing into waves is is also one of those things that's becoming, seems more commonplace. Yeah. And then there's...
0: (laughs) Yeah. But you tow with the jet ski and then the jet ski gets out of the way, the jet ski can't ride it. But the thing is with this, both of you can ride the same wave. Right. You tow him in, drop him in, and you drop him with him. And now, especially... You can turn off your power and you write the same thing as, as the other hydrofoiler. so the two are giving high fives on the wave itself yeah oh yeah. yeah hang loose brother <laughs> absolutely it i think it's changing it does changing the it is changing the, the landscape and i'm happy that's to cool. have been and still be a part of it that's really neat
1: yeah look i mean the the, the insights and everything from the technical stuff to the i guess the personal flair you know you've got a style to it like i'm just curious about you where you are in life now do you feel like you've built a bit of a uh I, I call it a leadership position within this space or do you feel like you're just sort of like you know more more just one of the one of the people doing it like yeah
0: well i did i was resp- definitely i feel that i was responsible for raising the awareness of it um, do I have a leadership position on it only through attrition, through media they are created? I've done, I've got forty, fifty thousand 50,000 photographs that I've taken everywhere, all over the place. I've got 45 videos on e-foiling alone, all floating around the internet because people want to know, they want to know what's possible. I get emails and calls, um, but mostly emails and comments on YouTube every day. From overseas, from other riders that now suddenly are thinking, this is real. Okay, this guy's doing it. I better ask him what he thinks about. It. So I get this all the time. Yeah. But am I going to be the poster boy for this? No, I better not. Because we need someone that is half my age that has got a profile that um, is already responsible for their own achievements in a different sport that comes in and says, this is this is cool. And I know that through influences, through media and all that sort of stuff, it, the word goes out a lot faster. Do I want to be that person? No, I don't want to be that person. But I do want to be involved in the industry. And for that, I just launched a shop. Okay, so my website now has got an e-store. And the e-store sells hydrofoils, sells the boards, sells the 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 foils themselves the classic foils that you run without the motor um sells the mass sells the wings sells all the 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 batteries you know just hydrofoiling equipment and it's still my passion still what i want to do but why not if these people if you know everybody needs to buy gear somewhere and i have access to the gear through it still is the best gear in the world is that? You know, there's no question there's two or three top brands of hydrofalls falls out there and lift falls is at, out of the very top of it in terms of manufacturer, in terms of the fact they always come out with innovations first before anybody else. There's marketing and then there's reality. Mm. And, you know, I don't, my gear doesn't break. So that's why I'm so happy about being involved because I know I've got the gear. You know, and I hear my friends going to me, I said, oh man, how do I fix this? And I'll fix it. And when do yours break? So mine don't break. And I hit things at full speed and then I hit the ground, the the sand all the time. And you mean you don't have, nah, have a look. You know, I got a couple of scratches, that's it. So, so I do have very good gear. So making that available through a website that is in Australia, that obviously the gear comes from the States where it's made in Puerto Rico, but that is here. That someone can ring and talk to me at any time, at day or night, and uh, believe me, they do. Eleven o'clock at night, two o'clock in the morning, I get a call that someone didn't realize where it was, how, what sort of time, time zone I am. Um, but that people who can talk to me and do this and make the gear available to them. Why not? And this is again my, my, my crew, my foiling crew, my friends that know that I've been involved in this so long. have been pushing me to do it. And for me, it's always been a, a matter of what is fun should not be passed on to business because then having having a marketing degree tells you that once you start getting involved in figures and pricing and all that sort of stuff, half of the fun goes out the door. And I do not want my e foiling fund to get out the door. I <laughs> definitely do not. Because I have a lot more fun going out there and, and doing a video because it's a whole new avenue. You know, the planning the shot, the right. getting the shot, the doing the editing, the learning Premiere Pro so I can edit, learning Photoshop so I can clear cut some images and then and, and do that for me is the kick, the learning process, the actually knowledge. Throw it at me. You know, I used to say to people, you're going to see me happy, teach me something. You know, nice because it it does, it gives me a kick. So yeah, so I just launched this store, which is live on the website, but nobody knows about it because tomorrow is my birthday and tomorrow I'm going to launch it. Happy birthday to me Thank tomorrow. Um, so I will let people know that the store is open for business and that uh, they can get the gear there. They can get the hydrofoils, the complete e-foils, all of the gear that goes with it and some plastic foils as well. So I guess you asked, where am I going with that? I guess that is the next stage of building a business that doesn't require me sitting at a desk eight o'clock in the morning to seven o'clock at night every day. I'm out, my office is the ocean, and the rest of the time will be my car, it will be my desk, it will be wherever I create, because creating is... Is a, a very real, integral part of my life. I guess so. I guess that's where I am.
1: Geez, you answered the question. I, uh, you know, you circled back and pretty much closed it off for us. But I mean, it's so interesting to hear the uh, the perspective that you got around the. I guess it's yourself as a person and what you want to be achieving, and then it's just this community that can uh, follow along. So, like, like you said, at some yeah. point. You you've made your mark and other people will be taking it further, for their own, you know, for their own pleasure, for their own whatever they want to do. But um uh, also to the levels of skill. You know, I, I don't
0: pretend to be the most skilled rider there is. I'm only a good rider at the moment compared to most, because I've had it longer than anybody else. Because I decided to go and pay my dues way before anyone else thought about it. But Got guys there are 25, 30 years old and, you know, learned, grew up surfing, which I didn't. I didn't grow up surfing. So I came into surfing through kite surfing. I learned to kite surf before I learned to surf. And I still only kite surf in a wave. I don't go out there and paddle because, you know, um, it, it's not my time to do this. But all of these people have got twice as much skill as I do. No doubt about it. Neither I am in competition with anyone. I'm in competition with another person, which is me. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. These are my own limitations. I hate the fact of that if I feel fear, I don't want to do something. So if I feel afraid of something, that is exactly the thing I'm going to do first. Um, When I was young, I was afraid of heights, really afraid of heights. Like seriously, I couldn't get to a building. And today I still have a little bit of an apprehension, get to the to the edge of the door. If it's glass, if it is a glass uh, wall, get to the edge and look down, I'd just scare the shit out of me. So I just got a group of friends together in Auckland, 20 friends, and threw myself off a plane. I organized a group to go oh, parachuting And I went, how much more extreme can can I can I can I go? And I had a ball. An absolute ball. I hung onto the strut on the plane with the biggest smile on my face. They say, okay, let go. I said, no, I'm having fun. I was hanging onto the strut and I was flying with this l lighter plane on a static line, obviously. As soon as I dropped the plane, it would open the parachute. And I knew that was going to happen through training. But I was having a ball. I was looking down and fields were like tiny little things and it was up there in the middle of the clouds. And that that was the thing that I was most afraid of. And in the end, the one I enjoyed the most. And I eventually let go and came down on my own. And, you know, I had a microphone and, and my helmet and all of the instruction was done in Oakland, Perfectly well done. And I had a ball. And everybody says, so when we go again? And I go, we don't need to. What do you mean? I've done it. I, d- I don't intend to do this for a living or anything like that. I wanted to do this. My next step would be, would be jumpsuit. My next step would be <laughs> base jumping, and I don't want to yeah. go that far. Uh, that That's not in okay. my realm.
1: Yeah, nice. Look, I mean, a lot of this chat is really uh, – can translate so well to people just thinking about their own, you know, where they're yeah. headed. And Exactly. That's one of those things that translates. It's like there's that getting up to the, the edge of the cliff and where we go from here. <laughs> Do yeah. we uh, – you know, we know it's safe. We know we, we can go off it, but are we actually going to go and, and experience that? And it's that – you know, uh, it, it's not for everyone. I, I, I do feel like people have a hard time pushing for it. But the reward at the end is at least you've learned something, you've experienced something. You know, it, it's just living that life and not uh, shying away from. You know,
0: I, I guess I guess the, the, you know, this cliche is left, right and center. Right. There is no point in using cliches, but the things that we regret is the things we haven't done. Okay, so uh, do I have the best lifestyle I could have had? You know, I'm a reasonably clever kind of guy. I could have made a, a much better lifestyle and position in life for myself. But I've had some amazing experiences in my life. Would I choose to uh, swap those for a security? No, not in a million years because I got one shot at this. And we all do, okay? And no criticism to anyone whatsoever. Each person... Is an individual, their brain is wired different, we all think different, etc. But for me, if I have the chance of doing something, I am going to try and do it just to simply experience because the more information I have, the more information I have. The more things I experience, the more I know about it. It is that simple. Knowledge occupies no space. I always believe this. So... I'm still smiling here Scott I got this big grid on my face there's nothing wrong with
1: it just going for it (laughs) look I mean that's that's what we're gonna do we will take some inspiration from that and I hope all of our listeners uh, yeah got to learn a lot about the product and you know the style and just just the whole the whole movement I really feel and so uh, Happy to have you back any time.
0: And to whoever, you know, (laughs) I gotta have my own plug, right? So whoever wants to try something new and and learn a little bit about uh, foiling in general. That's right. Because what I teach is about hydrofoiling. It's not just about Mm e-foiling. E-foiling is just a method. So hydrofoiling is an experience and is a new sport that is definitely on the rise and it will be from now on. Um, there's no two ways about it you know. I've been on it long enough to know the progression scale and where we're going with this, there's a lot of things we don't even know that are going to be happening so this is a good time to do it because this you're at the beginning, you can still get me uh-huh. you good. can still get me in a, in, in a few weeks you might not be able to get a booking for whatever because I might not have the time uh, do I want to expand and get other teachers and get a whole lot of things? I don't know that e-foiling is the thing for that. Surfing, maybe. There will be other people taking their mantle and taking people out on the waves. I will teach an advanced class. And I've been asked, do I teach an advanced class? Can I take people two waves? I say, yeah. If you're a good, really, really good surfer, and you've had four or five lessons, and I know that you are at a point where you can foil, then I will take you on a wave. Second lesson, third lesson, there is no way I would do that. Out of people's, out of respect for safety. Safety is paramount to me, always. So, yeah, um, going back to not not straying from the, from the thing. Um, go on to e 4 go onto the store, see what's available. More and more information is coming up. I'm um, patching videos in all the time. Um, Want to see the size of a smile? Just go to my Instagram account. Everybody's got this huge smile on their face. And it's, it's not prompted. It's just, I'm there with the camera at the right time. It's a good thing. And you do these neat, uh, I think, aren't, do you call them hero? Oh, the hero moments.
1: Yeah, put oh, yeah, yeah. that in because I think that's that's kind of neat to capture. You've gone an extra extra mile with that.
0: Yeah, because not only people like to see their photo, it is good for others to see how did they get to this. And I go, and I usually have this... There's a, on my video gallery, there's a second section, which is the student's gallery that has hero moments. And these are people that have never refoiled, be- none of them has ever refoiled before. Um, I wouldn't do a hero moment to someone that has already been done, done it before. Um, and it, it has, a, it's like a one minute, two minutes maximum, whatever. It has a progression on how you got from zero to actually foiling and having a long e-foil where the board doesn't touch the water and everybody on the beach goes, yeah, oh my God, look at that, whatever. So that, that's why I called them the hero moments, because at that stage, everybody feels like a hero.
1: It's good. It's it's quality to watch, and it's amazing actually. Consistently, people do go go through those steps, like you said. Uh, you're helping people get there, and then a lot of people would be, oh, you know, we will try it, and if we don't get there, but you again, it's it's the helping people overcome. You can, you know, you can do it. Focus on this is the next progression of the technique, and then and then you go, and it's quite transformative. I just found that personally. Uh, was a really special experience. So I'll just say my personal thanks on that front. But uh...
0: Man, I can't wait to have you out there again, cause we're going to push you. I want to push you further than just, Oh my God, I had a go. I actually, you know, you got our common friend, John Aylor that, uh, went in and had a lesson once and, um, and just keeps coming back and he just can't have enough of it because that it is that achievement thing and is being able to control something think about being 7 years old and being on a bicycle for the first time and actually going and being able to go down the road not not hit the pavement you know it's mm-hmm. it's that enjoyment that is a, a once off and that you can get that only for you.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Look, um, I think we've covered it. We certainly welcome you back anytime. i would love to get out and we want to do some on location stuff. So we'll keep an eye out for where you are. Um, limited time that you have. But um, yeah, and I can absolutely imagine people snapping these e-foils up, uh, you know, and, you know, hopefully it's not a long wait time just to throw it out there. Is there a lead time for something? I like that? can get a board down here in seven days. Okay. (laughs) And you know, I compare back to, it was a couple of years ago where I I saw it and they weren't anywhere near ready to order or import or get them. Now they're here. Um, And of course,
0: obviously we have COVID and sometimes seven turns into 10, but seven, they come through FedEx. FedEx takes five days from their door. So so it takes a a certain amount of money, a time for the money to get there and then for the board to ship. So I have been able to get a board in seven days.
1: So certainly get get the experience, get the, get the lesson, get the training, yeah. get the gear. Getting the gear and the training, I mean, you'd be all set for, I mean, one for the family, right, hopefully?
0: Well, that's usually the way it goes. Believe it or not, that is actually the way it goes. I end up selling a board to a family member. And then he says, well, what about if I get my kids to do this or if I get my dad to do this and whatever. So we end up choosing a board that is sort of more or less suitable for everyone um, that will cover different family members at their own stage. Yeah, you can write it on your needs. Of course you can. You don't want to stand up and all that sort of stuff. So it is it is possible. But as you said, you know, seven, 10 days, we can get a board in here. But um, pushing people into buying a board is not something I do um, because it is a certain amount of investment. Um, Do I get everyone to want to try a lesson? Oh, hell yes. Absolutely. Because that's the way in. That's once you realize what is actually possible. And it doesn't matter. I can stay here and tell you blue in the face what is possible until you actually experience yourself. So that's why. Go onto the website, get a voucher. Um, buy your sweet loved one a Christmas present, like I had lots, a birthday present, a anniversary present, whatever, and get them on the water. Um, and your significant one, wife, partner, daughter, son, mother, cousin, you know, family member, whatever is going to love it. And then you guys sit around and discuss who's going to get the board. Where are you going to store it? Who's going to carry it? Because I get this. You know, I had families coming in and going, and uh, sorry, we have to go and have a meeting there. And they go around the corner and they decide literally who's going to hold the board. And, and this is true. This, this happened to me. They did the logistics and then came back and said, we want one, that color, that size, whatever. And we know who's going to store it. Can you deliver it here? The whole thing. So it's a process. All of that is a massive journey. And it's awesome because it's possible now.
1: That is the difference. That's awesome. Yep. It's it's finally uh, here and happening. So you heard it from Vasco. Thank you so, so much. And, You're very welcome, uh, Scott.
0: Uh, absolute pleasure. Loved having a chat and love how, how we both explored the different ways of it without making this sound like a sales pitch. I bet it.
1: Oh, but it's good. Thank you, you no, Look, milestones, right? You got there. There's things happening. And happy birthday, my friend.
0: Oh, thank you. That'll be tomorrow. Yeah. I'll be, um, what is it? 32 again? Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> all right. Cheers to that. Well, we'll cheers, get a nice drink. Cheers. Thank Have you. a good one. Hi everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Aussie ambitions podcast. We appreciate your support and welcome your input. So if there is a topic that you would like to see covered, please let us know via our website, aussieambitions.com or any of our social media accounts, and please subscribe to receive all of our updates. We hope that you picked up some helpful tips helping you to get to where you want to go. And if you've got a story to tell and are able to come for a visit, definitely get in touch.